You're listening to The Eastern Shake, interviewing the world's diverse bar scene, happily off the beaten track and from all sides of the counter. Hey everybody, today again we're in Ukraine, we're in Kiev and in front of me is Dimitri Shovkopliars of Parovos Speakeasy. Hi Dima. Hi, hello. So thank you for your time. It's great to be back in Kiev. Uh, there's a good reason to be here. It's an amazing city. For everybody that has not been and does not know this underrated bar Parovos, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and this amazing bar? I'm a manager that bar with my team and I'm proud to be involved in all the process what we're doing in Kiev, in Ukraine. And uh, it's 17 years old bar, which started in a cafe for internet players. And uh, before we serve like sandwiches, food, beer, shots 24-7. And after 11 years, our owner, uh, Nikolai, decided to change the concept because he think for that moment it's too old for the times and uh, we need to move to another concept. And he decided to change the Paravost in speakeasy way because the bar situated underground, in underground of old uh, cinema, a historical building in the city center. So we, we have a, a lot of possibilities to do speakeasy because we don't have a, a sign outside anything, just people who know it in this place can jump it and find the cocktails. <laughs> and um, after that, bar was closed for one year for reconstruction and reopened in 2014, five years ago almost, 2014, with new concept, it's called Paravos Speakeasy, inspired by New York bars, was rise up 20 years ago in New York. So for us, it's a bit challenge to move cocktail, Ukrainian cocktail culture in New York inspired bar, but we try to keep the concept by try to combine the local flavors and world classics in one bar. Okay, interesting. So that's a big makeover. Whenever I'm in Parovos, it's always busy. So I feel that the Ukrainians really take to the speakeasy concept of your bar. I think this specific concept, it's good to start new story of cocktail culture because you can find your right customers who really appreciate what you're doing. True. And uh, it's not the best concept. It's very specific, but another time we like a, not a proper speakeasy bar because there is no prohibition in Ukraine and we don't have any password and we don't want to close the door for the people because it's extra barriers for people to find the good cocktails and experience. Sometimes in few first years after reopening, we have some people who don't like it because they stay in waiting cocktails a long time, like 20-30 minutes for cocktail because we was busy, but we never say, no, you can get to Paravos. Please welcome. And you decide you can wait or go to another bar, up to you. But step by step, people start to understand that cocktails is a craft experience. It's like a dish you should to order and the bartender from different ingredients make a liquid dish for you. So this deserved to wait. And also it's a little bit of theater behind the bar. It was quite new for the people because previous expectation for audience, the cocktails, it's like mixed drinks in clubs and the purpose of the cocktails to became drunk. Mm. It's not an experience 
and enjoy of drinks. So we try to change it. We start to use interesting ingredients, good quality ingredients, freshly made juice daily and combine it together. And I don't say that's something new, but we try to do the best with well-known cocktails. Of course, we have signatures, cocktails from some competitions, but we try to make little bit stories behind the cocktails and experience. So people like storytelling and we try to combine it in one serve. And step by step, people love it. And like in speakeasies of the old times, everyone talk about it and invite the friends to come. Yeah, that's how it works. You need to keep building your community. And like I said, it was always busy when I was there. You talked about drinks that are a little bit like dishes. You're serving food as well, very good food. So it's a mixed concept of a great bar with very good, not even bar food, it's restaurant food, I feel. Part of your bar is even set up so it's easier to eat in a, a little bit like a train wagon, right? Yes, but of it's mean steam train because it's tiny and long. It looks like old train, old steampunk train with a lot of leather, metal, some wood details. So the word parovoz means steam train? Yes. It's, That's where the name comes from. It's translation of that word. Uh, and uh, we don't have uh, parovozes now for the moment because we have a modern trains. <laughs> But we are not modern bar and we keep the parovoz name like a homage to transportation of the old time. Because uh, transportation and cocktails goes closer together. How? For example, uh, when we talk about aviation cocktail, when it was created 100 years ago, aviation was luxury for the people. It was very hard to get for everyone, like a cocktails actually, good cocktails. So if you have a cocktail in the train or whatever, it's something specific moment and not everyone can get it in the old time. So it was like a niche perfume. <laughs> yeah, it's good. I like that. Never thought about it. Now we understand more about Parovos. It's amazing quality, the drinks are. I'm not a fan of the world's 50 best bars. And one of the reasons is that every bar that's in there is amazing. But bars like Parovos, nobody visits. And I think, I'm sure, there are a couple of bars that are not as good as Parovos. So everybody, I think you should visit. And not only because of the bar, but because you guys are really trying to push the idea of building a community. So. From what I see, you're producing ice, you're producing cut fruit, dried cut fruit, and you even have a little school or learning center, right? Yeah, for us, it's the main purpose. We are not just one spot in Ukraine. And the development of cocktail culture, uh, it's sharing the knowledge. This is the main idea of all of our projects. And if you make something, we try to do it together with community for community. Of course, one of the key projects is bartending school. We was launched three and a half years ago, small classes for 12 people, three, four times per year. And main purpose is to share that cocktail virus, uh, what we are like. And uh, a lot of people, what, what we are happy about, comes from another cities from Ukraine. And they come back with all that engaging and inspire local communities. So this is the best way. It's impossible to learn a lot of stuff during two weeks, but our aim is to inspire as much as possible, to put the fire in each eyes. 
and other projects. From one steam train to another. <laughs> yeah, this is also that concept that our train never stop when uh, you share the knowledge and inspire as much people as possible. And it's very helpful for you as well and uh, for reputation. And we never do school by ourselves. We always invite the professionals from other bars to share their knowledge. It's like a club, private club for everyone who would want to know uh, more. A private club for everyone. So you started the business as an internet basement bar. Now you're a world-class cocktail bar. You start to make a business out of the dried fruits and out of the ice. You sell it outside of Kiev now even. All of that, does that figure into the success of the bar or would the bar work itself too? Do you need the new business for the bar or is it something on top? This project is mostly on top and the uh, bar will help as much as possible to all the projects because it was born from the bar for bartenders. It's our tastings and it's our needs and we think if we need it so much, maybe someone needs it as well. And for example, we don't have a space in any laboratory to do some preps. And we are not only one with the same problem, mm -hmm. if it's problem. And uh, about ice, before we use ice from uh, one company, but that big ice company mostly work for events and big ice sculptures. Mm -hmm. So the bars, it was not a focus. And sometimes when you order the ice for the Friday evening, you can get half of your need. So it is not so good for consumers who can come and want to have cocktails like they have before, with the same ice, the same glass consistency. So we decided to try to make ice for ourselves, like one machine, let's try to play with that. We don't know anything about, we try to discover step by step. We come to Poland maybe to ask to buy that machines and uh, we think we can try to make it in Ukraine because we have a lot of technical possibilities and technologies and uh, step by step we recreate that machine and now we have a big space to make ice with 24 machines and we deliver to the big cities. We have uh, five storages in big cities and we have one franchise in Minsk, it's called Paravoz Minsk ice company and uh, three months ago we start to sell ice in Barcelona to the best bars so we have uh, one uh, man who live in Barcelona and he sell that ice is very expensive and not so good quality and bars good bars need it it's not a lot of bars but it's the top bars of the market and uh, maybe we can try to do it we tried and now around 20 bars in Barcelona use Ukrainian ice, it's crazy. <laughs> If someone told me one year ago about it, I didn't know it's impossible. Yeah, it's even new to me, for sure. So you built your own ice machine and you built a few in Barcelona. Yes, we built and we can sell that machines. For example, we sell it to Minsk and Baltics, some machines. But in Barcelona we have only storage. So we transport the ice to Barcelona. It's still even cheaper than to buy ice in, in Barcelona. So you produce one big truck full, you go down, you put it in your storage in Barcelona and then distribute slowly. Yes, yes, correct. So okay, it's thanks. usually one delivery, it's 10 tons and it's enough for a few months for the couple of bars, like 10, 15 bars. Wow, so everybody, if you need some ice, <laughs> ask Dima. 
Thanks for tuning in to the Eastern Shake and spending some time with Dima. Although he's built the beans about many interesting projects that they're up to in our first of two episodes already, there's more to come in number two. You're listening to The Eastern Shake, interviewing the world's diverse bar scene, happily off the beaten track and from all sides of the counter.